Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Oh boy, Brad. We have a lot to talk about. What? It's, it, things happen? <laughs> you had possibly the most interesting Walt Disney World trip, and a lot happened there. And so, uh, go ahead. Just yeah. Just start from the start yeah. from yeah. the beginning and go from there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did. I had a bit of an interesting trip in that uh, a hurricane decided to come right in the middle of it. Uh, honestly, didn't really affect me. I mean, we had, you know, wind, we had rain, but we fortunately did not lose power. We didn't get any flooding. So uh, ultimately, I can say that it was in many ways a non-event for us, which I'm very, very thankful for because it definitely wasn't that for a lot of people. So we were extremely fortunate and... Uh, also extremely fortunate that, you know, Disney was only closed for two days in that yeah, wild. Uh, yeah. And was and was able to, you know, was able to reopen because similarly, they didn't have, you know, and somehow were able to get enough. Honestly, I I was kind of like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough cast members back after all of that, because, again, while there were areas where things weren't bad, there were areas where people definitely were losing power and where there was, you know, flash flooding and stuff. And a lot of <laughs> Disney has a lot of cast members, right? So a lot of those people were likely work, you know, living in those areas and probably had more important things to deal with than, oh, I need to I need to go to Disney to make sure people's uh, vacations aren't ruined. But, yeah, we were we were fortunate enough to to be able to make everything work. And, you know, and also fortunate that we drove. Right. Because. That allowed us to just say, okay, well, a hurricane's coming, so we're just going to add two more days onto our trip mm. and not have to pay any crazy change fees or, or anything like that. You know, and, and the only thing that we had to sort out was where will we stay? And so we actually, so we stayed the first part of our trip at uh, Reunion Hotel and Resort or whatever they called it. Basically, we stayed in a three-bedroom condo. You know, we did our stay off property, get something through Sky Auction, and I'm not going to go back on property. Like, I just don't foresee a world in which I go back on property anymore. The benefit is just way too good, especially... So, like, if it is you and a significant other or you by yourself traveling. I can see doing on property and making it work. But if you have any more than two people, get get stay off property. Get a condo. You're paying a fraction of what it costs to stay on property. And you have so much. Like, I cannot imagine having a two-year-old and a four-year-old locked up in a hotel for two days during a hurricane because it they you know it got wild in a three in a three bedroom condo but at least we had all of that space and we had a kitchen and, and all of that to to do all of that in just a hotel room i i couldn't even fathom what that would be like but we did part of the trip there and then our last two days uh 
we extended and and actually went and stayed at there's a Hyatt place uh directly across from uh basically the four corners area so just if you kept on going past Disney Springs right when you get outside of property just outside of property there's a Hyatt place there and honestly I used points and I stayed for the equivalent of like 65 bucks a night to to stay there for two nights and I mean I would I would say it was comparable to like a an all-stars resort so it was it was fine for the two days that we were there but yeah we were extremely fortunate that we were able to extend and, and you honestly didn't have like any flooding in your car or anything nope nope none oh, of that awesome. none of that nothing anywhere so honestly the hurricane was kind of i mean affected our plans quite a bit but outside of that was kind of a non-event for us which again like extremely thankful we were we were very lucky because there were a lot of people who weren't that way. That was just our experience. But outside of the hurricane, we we still had a very interesting trip because uh, the day we got there, we actually were both feeling pretty good. We had managed to get, you know, do trade off because we drove straight through and we're both feeling relatively, um, what, fresh, I guess, because, you know, had had both gotten rest at different parts during the trip and we're looking to go grab something to cook for dinner because that was kind of our plan was our first night here we're going to do dinner next night we had uh, a brunch over at uh, homecoming and then we had dinner at uh, contemporary at chef mickey's and then the next day was going to be our first day in the park so that was that was kind of our plan but i was like i just i mean I feel relatively fresh, but I just don't feel like going to the grocery store, buying stuff, cooking, all that stuff. So let's just, let's go on property. We'll go grab some food and that way we don't, we don't have to deal with that. So, you know, we had talked about just going to a quick service at the resorts, but I just, I popped open the, the app to see, you know, what could I get a reservation for? And a reservation was there for Topolino's Terrace which you and I have both discussed, you know, I've, I've been wanting to eat there Mm -hmm. since that place opened, but it's just, it is such a, it is one of those super, super difficult reservations to get. Yeah. And I want to know how the food was. Yeah. So we, so we got the reservation, went over there. Uh, it was, you know, just super, super nice place. But what I loved about it is I was kind of a little bit scared because again, two year old and a four year old that had Mm -hmm. been, on a 16 hour card trip prior to this, you know, we'd, we'd been out in the, in the condo for a few hours, but still like they're, 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 there's children. And, you know, I just, I can't, I don't really, I would not feel comfortable taking my kids to California grill for dinner. Right. Because it just, it feels like I would, I would feel uncomfortable because, you know, they're going to, be hopping around and well, singing yeah. and all sorts of things. And you're going to be all on edge every time they do something. You're like, no, sit down, stop. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I like that Topolino's has a, it has a a nice upscale vibe to it, but it was it was a it's it's a bigger place than California Grill, and just it has a noise level that was conducive to kids being there. Right. So I didn't feel super uncomfortable, you know, 
Now, when one of them started banging on the table with the fork and the knife, yes, I did have to quickly put a stop to that to, to not distract all the other diners. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't feel like every noise they made was going to be immediately evident to everybody in the restaurant. So I, I loved that aspect of it. And the food, man, I... Okay, so you you know that La Cellier is my place to go to go get my filet, right? Correct. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case anymore. Really? Because I so I asked the I asked the, you know, the the waiter. I said, "What would you recommend that I try?" And she said, "I think you should go with the filet." She said, "We've got an oak fire uh grill back there." And everybody loves the flavor of what, you know, of it coming off of that, that oak fire and everything. And so I said, okay, set me up with that thinking, yeah, but I love the, I love the filet at California grill. So I'm going to be comparing or at uh, La Cellier. So I'm going to be comparing it to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started off with, they had like a a duck. I want to say, oh goodness. I, I should actually have the I should have the menu up in front of me. Uh oh, it was a duck gnocchi. And that was huh, so tight. Like the flavor on that duck and everything mm-hmm. God, was so good. But then they brought out they brought out the main. They brought out that filet. And dude, that that grill is so good. Because it did, it brought like a lot of that oaky smokiness to that to that meat, but it wasn't like over, you know. Because I had asked for it, I want to say I went medium rare, and they, you know, the temperature, the the look inside was perfect and everything. It was just so tender, had so much flavor. It came with like a little potato cake thing and some wild mushrooms and uh, some asparagus heads. Like just oh man, it was hmm. it was wonderful, wonderful. And Nancy had some sort of a pasta dish. She she really enjoyed it like a lot. Like definitely bring the uh, you know she she brought the leftovers back to back to the room with us and everything. I don't honestly don't remember what the kids had, but let's be honest, it was <laughs> chicken. You know, I, oh wait wait no, I do remember. I do remember because. They didn't have uh, mac and cheese, which is what the kids wanted. Mm. So they had like the kids uh, spaghetti. And instead we had them bring out. Uh, I can't remember. We had them bring out. Basically, they brought out noodles with sauce on the side because my daughter only loves clean noodles and my son will eat it, eat it with the with the sauce. But I'm like, it will be less messy if we you know let him dip individual noodles in sauce versus yeah, right. having a sauced meal. But Anyway, all of that to say the food was amazing. I will say though, so we so we were you know, on top of getting a a reservation, by the time we were done eating, it was it was like 30 minutes to fireworks at uh or to harmonious at Epcot. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll watch it. So we went outside, you know, posted up on a on a spot for it. And I am not a huge fan of the harmonious viewing from there. And my issue is the way that they have it set up is essentially the the Topolino's Terrace is on like a back section of the hotel. So there's 
So there is another section of the hotel that is in front of you that kind of blocks your view of the World Showcase Lagoon. Huh. So you can see all of the fireworks and everything like that, but seeing any barges or anything that's low down is entirely impossible because there is hotel blocking you. So you're saying and you wish you could see the barges? I well, if I'm going to if I'm going to watch the watch the show from there, I want to see every aspect of the show. Who are you and what have you done with Brad? Right. <laughs> Again, if I'm going to if I'm going to watch the show, I want to see every aspect of the show and there's stuff that happens on the water for the show. I don't understand why they did it that way, but it it confounded me. Anyway, all of that to say, I would still 110% go eat there again because it was so tasty. Um, but I don't, I would not say go out of your way to do that for a, uh, for a harmonious viewing. Okay. You know, like if you're, if you were looking for something different and you just wanted to see what it was like, it's, it's okay to watch it from there, but it, it's nothing like, you know, doing whatever the nighttime show at Magic Kingdom this week is called from, uh, from California Grill. Yeah, I just say that because I don't, I honestly don't remember. But yes, we also, so <laughs> then we also had the benefit of when we finished our meal, you know, the, the waitress comes over and she's like, Hey, do you want any, you know, coffee or dessert? And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll have a coffee. And so I, you know, drank my coffee or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're all done. We're ready for the ticket. And she's like, Oh, um, that, so there was a table over there. It was, you know, the, these two people with their kids, I, they've already left and everything, but they covered your meal. Whoa. So, yeah, I I do not know who these people were. I We did not talk with them at all. I mean, maybe, you know, like you, you gave like a nod when you walked up or something. Because, yeah, they had, they had like elementary aged kids. And so you're like, good, I, we're not the only ones here with kids or whatever. Yeah, right. But I I have no clue. But, yeah, somebody covered our meal which That's was awesome awesome because uh, uh also topolino's is not the most inexpensive place to eat on property <laughs> but you know it was we we had and it wasn't anything that we had particularly budgeted for as much as it was like okay we have a chance to eat at this place that i've been wanting to eat at we're just gonna we're gonna splurge and we're gonna do it mm -hmm. so i i mean i would say that to some extent maybe my my uh, what my impression was uh, colored by not, you know, free food is always really good. Not having to pay. Right. But but the food was really good when I thought I was about to, you know, when I when I had a pretty good idea of what my bill was about to be. So, uh, yes, I would I would highly, highly recommend uh, Topolino's Terrace. And, you know, the nice thing is it's on the uh, what it's on the Skyliner. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are staying, you know, if you're crazy enough to stay on property like a Jeremy uh, or somebody like that, it you could you could make a reservation there, and you wouldn't even have to you know to figure out the because that's always the thing with resort dining to me is trying to figure out the buses, yeah, right to, to go from there. one resort to another resort. So you know, being able to to stay at Pop and just jump on the Skyliner, transfer over at Caribbean Beach, and and do that to get there seems way easier. Than a yeah. lot of other options that you would have. Oh, and we're we're dealing with that right now because we have uh, not to cut into your your uh, stuff, but we're doing hoopty do review the first night we're there at four, and we're trying to figure out 
how early we need to head over to Fort Wilderness because, you know, Fort Wilderness has its own little buses and everything. And so we're trying to figure out, like, if the thing starts at 4, do we need to get there at 3 so we can get on the little bus that is, you know, that goes around the campsite or does the big bus take you to Frontier Hall or Pioneer Hall, whatever it is? Like, so we're, yeah, right now we're trying to, like, figure out exactly how the transportation works at Fort Wilderness. Well, then you also have to figure out how you're going to get to Fort Wilderness, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, what are you guys going to do? Like, We should be at Springs. Okay. Okay. No, we're not doing a park day one, so we'll just be at Springs. It'll be easier. Gotcha. So then you'll need to leave Springs at, like, 1.15 so that you can make your 4 o'clock reservation. Oh, man, I just... I, I... don't like that aspect of things. And by the way, is another big advantage to if you decide to stay off property and more importantly, or even stay on property and drive, oh man, your own vehicle. I, I know I, I 100% get your your side of it, of not being, you know, not having to worry about driving or anything once you're there. Yeah. But like looking at the times, because Nancy and I actually talked about that this on this vacation. Um, our Magic Kingdom days, no doubt in my mind, we would have ended up better if we were staying on property because you have to get in line to get on the monorail or you're going to have to get on the ferry to From get back TTC. across the TTC. Mm. And then you got to get on a tram at the TTC to get out to where, you know, the general area of where your car is and then walk to your car and then get in your, you know, like, yeah. But pretty much like any other park like when we did Hollywood studios and when we did Epcot, it was, I I would almost guarantee you, we would have beaten you out of that. You know, you know, like say you were staying at pop, we would have beaten you to our place. That was 20 minutes away from property. than you trying to get to pop. And, you know, <clears throat> we actually got to sit down in our car versus stand in a bus at the end of a long day. So I, I am, I, I've become more of a proponent of car plus you know, it's like being able well, to leave Epcot. To Epcot pop would have been the, the Skyliner. So, but I take your well, point. That's that's fair. That's fair. Good good point. Good point. So yes, Epcot as well. Um, but if you're not staying at a Skyliner property, right? right. Uh, but you know, there's also just that advantage of like we left Epcot and the kids wanted a snack, and so we stopped at McDonald's on the way back to our room, right, and got you know, got them some French fries or whatever. And you don't do that if you're, if you're going back to pop. And in fact, if you stay till closing, there's nothing open for you, you know, unless you're going to order some, order a whole pizza to your room or whatever. Like, and that's something, by the way, that's unrelated. That's something I've never understood. Like, why is there not some sort of, you know, late night munchie station open? Yeah. Cause that, especially at pop. Yeah. You, there's, Surely you would do gangbuster business to have that available. Like, you know what time the parks are closing. You know there's all these people. And it, and you could advertise that and stuff. You know, I remember when they did the whole, like, you could buy pizza at the bus stop when you got back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was wild. Yeah, I just, I sorry. that It was a weird tangent, but it did make me think about it when we were when we were doing that that night. Like, this is, a, this is so nice that we can just, we're going to go buy McDonald's and grab some, you know, grab a little snack. For them to eat on the, you know, on the way back to the room that mm-hmm. they'll eat about a third of and then right. be completely knocked out. <laughs> <sighs> but, you know, such is 
such as small children. Uh, so we, you know, we did Topolino's then again, we, you know, did, uh, what we did our, our brunch and, uh, homecoming did not try to tell my wife that grits did, were not made of corn this time. So I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> and by the, by the way, I, so I don't, did, did I ever tell that story on, on the, on the podcast? Yeah, I maybe did. did not. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Because I, I need to, I want to make sure that, you know, you, to, to make this side make sense, you have to know that, you know, we had a, we had somebody try to tell us that grits weren't corn and my wife has a corn allergy and that's extremely dangerous. And we were very upset. Bad. And bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, Like, so we showed up and, you know, we talked with the waitress and she's like, oh yeah, no problem to handle those. Would you feel more comfortable if you talk to a, a chef or something? And we're like, yeah, cause here's what we dealt with on our last visit. Right. And she's like, okay, well, then we will definitely get you a chef. And a little while later, this this dude shows up and he's like, hey, I'm the general, I'm the like, chef regional Smith? manager. No, it was not Chef Art Smith. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a dude named Jimmy, and Jimmy was you know extremely nice. And he's like, hey, you know what? That is horrible that that happened. That is on us. That should not have happened. We should have trained better for that. You know, I don't know where the where the disconnect happened and like just came over and you know did the talked with us about it and everything made sure that you know he's like hey what do you want okay that's what we're going to get you and he's like next time you guys are going to come in he's like here is my card i want you to email me and he said and if there's something that you want let us know ahead of time and he's like I will have our chefs go out and get stuff to, you know, he's like, we may not have everything in the kitchen to make something like right on the fly, but if you can give me a couple of days notice that, Hey, I want this sort of food. He's like, I will have stuff brought into the kitchen so that we can make you what you want sort of a thing for, 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 for Nancy. And so I was extremely happy about that because I was really hoping that I wasn't going to lose out on my, on my, uh, homecoming brunches you know because like yeah if you're trying to if you're trying to kill my wife i i can't very well continue coming to your establishment but gosh i like i like a homecoming brunch um so fortunately we can we can continue doing homecoming brunch we did uh california grill uh, or sorry we didn't do we did chef mickey's um which was which was great as always i love that the characters are finally you know like able to interact with with the kids our kids were on cloud nine being able to actually, you know, walk up and like high five characters and give them hugs and take pictures with them and all that stuff. God, it was it. That is just like, dude, I know that you, you, you haven't taken your kids yet, right? Uh, so, uh, okay. Future Jeremy, if you're in the car listening to this with Lindley, turn it off now. Um, we just booked Lindley's first trip for next April. That is that is so because like, I mean, you know me, I am I am one of those weirdo Disney adults, but there is something all new to getting to, you know, getting to experience all of that stuff through through your kids eyes and getting to see how much joy they get out of out of getting to interact with characters and stuff. It's oh, it's so wonderful. So anyway, that, you know, those meals are super expensive but it is it is worth it to me 
for uh, for the kids to to be able to yeah. to do those things. We are definitely going to do Chef Mickey's. We're going to try for Cinderella's Royal Table, but it's going to kind of be before she starts elementary school. Just a rite of passage, kind of. We're just going to take her by herself, and then right. we'll do the younger one when she's you know older, a little bit about older. to start yeah. elementary school. Um, so now, yeah. does she does she still watch like Disney Junior stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, when we have a you know, Izzy's almost two, so we have a little little one who you know still likes Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and you know we watch a lot of Doc McStuffins and stuff. Right, because I was about to say you know the other one that is a huge, uh, a big love for our kids is doing the. Uh, the what the Hollywood and Vine breakfast with the Disney Junior characters because that has oh. Doc McStuffins, Fancy Nancy, Vampirina, and Goofy, and both the kids were so excited about that because that's all you know that's all stuff that they've watched and even when even when it's not you know when the characters aren't out and stuff they're playing like uh, what like Mira you know theme song or the Elena theme song or, you know, like all that stuff that they, that they hear all the time. So I, I mean like Cinderella's Royal table, go for it a hundred percent, but also Hollywood and Vine and Hollywood and Vine has, you know, it's a, it's a very nice breakfast because, you know, you can get like your, your smoked salmon and you've got your custom made omelets and, and all that. So it's tasty. <laughs> I mean, if there's I'm something where it, I can, I'm I can enjoy my food. I mean, I, I feel like that's great, which I, I, and again, now that now that the kids can interact with the characters, it's it, it's just like I didn't realize how much they were they were really missing out on during, you know, as we were doing all the, of our pandemic visits mm-hmm. until this visit where they got to do so much more, you know, like actually getting to, you know, we did the the princess meet and greet at uh, Magic Kingdom and they got to meet with uh, Elena and Cinderella and like actually getting to walk up with walk up to them and you know they could they could point to things and and talk to them about stuff just man it's it's so great it's so great yeah i can't wait i'm so excited yeah so we didn't by the way we did not end up doing space 220 because our first day you know which was the day that we had uh haircuts done which i Cannot believe that we waited that long to do our do our son's first haircut, but I'm so happy that we did because he had he like really enjoyed it, you know, had a good time with it, and you know they they took the time with him to 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 do everything, and he's got his first haircut, ears, and and all that stuff, and we even had so like we were in there, we got both kids' haircuts done, uh, and while we were in there, as they were finishing up, the Dapper Dans came in and sung for a little while. Oh, did nice. like did like two or three songs, in you know like I don't know. Have you ever been in the the uh, barbershop there? No, it's like three chairs, so it is so little bitty, teeny tiny. But yeah, they came in and, and did a couple of songs for us and everything. So that's so cool. Yeah, so we've got you know video of them getting their haircuts finished and getting to watch the watch the Dapper Dans and everything. Um, you know, and then, but that was a not so scary Halloween party day, which meant okay. we had to get everything done by 6 PM and meant that the kids did not get to watch fireworks. And, you know, we, we all know Brad's feelings on the current fireworks shows at 
Magic Kingdom and uh, Epcot, but my kids wanted to see fireworks. So what we ended up doing is I decided to forego our our planned day at Epcot to do a second day at Magic Kingdom because at the time it was going to be the only day that we could do where the kids would uh, would be able to you know actually do fireworks because all the other I I forget exactly which days it is like Monday Wednesday and Thursday or something like that are the only days that don't have that or that didn't have a not so scary Halloween party on them and so that was going to be the one that would work out best for us so I had to drop my space to 20 to do that and then we dropped uh we actually dropped Animal Kingdom completely from our trip so we did not do Animal Kingdom this trip we did oh, two dang. Magic Kingdom days instead yeah which also means that I did not get to see the end of Kite Tales a woo woo <laughs> <sighs> but you know it was it's just it was one of those things where we looked at it and we said okay do would would we get more out of another day at Magic Kingdom or a day at Animal Kingdom and with you know having kids the age that we have um we decided that Magic Kingdom would would be better, so we we did the the two days there. And I mean, honestly, I think that was the right decision. And we were able to do everything because Jeremy, you were right. Genie Plus is table stakes, <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. Now here's, here's what I here's what I will say. I hate being right sometimes. Genie Plus is table stakes. If you have small children, I don't think so. We did. We actually did Genie Plus um, both days at Magic Kingdom. The second day was kind of a it was one of those deals where we bought it when we thought we were doing Epcot. And then we last minute changed our minds to do uh, like so basically at midnight, we still thought we were going to Epcot because we had talked about doing this but we could not get a park reservation for magic kingdom. And then when I woke up at, you know, six forty-five AM that morning to make our, you know, genie plus reservations and to get us in, uh, the virtual queue for, uh, uh, guardians. Suddenly there was a park, re- you know, suddenly park reservations had opened up for magic kingdom. So that's when we did our last, like our last minute swap or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, but we did not. So we did it for Epcot and for, uh, Magic Kingdom, but we did not do it for Hollywood Studios. And honestly, I don't know that we would have done it. Like, we talked about Epcot, and I think we could have made Epcot work without it, but we were looking at the fact that Epcot had, you know, we were seeing 70 to 90 minute waits for uh, Frozen, and then I 80 to 100 minute waits for uh, Remy, and honestly, it came down to having a two-year-old and a four-year-old mm-hmm. in an hour-plus line and trying mm-hmm. to keep them occupied yeah. for an hour-plus pr- in that line when we had been in, you know, like 20, 30-minute lines, and they're just like, let's go, let's go, let's move. And we're like, we cannot move. There are people in front of us. So I don't – I mean, it's still table stakes for, you know, if you're trying to make a quick trip and – I think maybe for Hollywood Studios, if you're, you know, if you're older, uh, so that there's more stuff, you know, because like looking at Hollywood Studios, we didn't have to do it for Hollywood Studios because 
we weren't worried about doing tower. We weren't worried about rock and roller. We weren't worried about smugglers run. Right. So essentially we had, um, slinky Mickey and Minnie and, uh, toy story mania, right? Those were the three big attractions and we knew we were going to have to wait in some lines, but all of them seemed like they should be under an hour. And, you know, we knew that we had enough time in the day to do those things. But if you add on those other things, then, yeah, Genie Plus is probably table stakes for all of it. So how many things did you have to do individual Lightning Lane for? Like, pay for? Uh, we didn't do any individual Lightning Lane. Because individual Lightning Lane would have been Guardians, which we, we did that on the queue. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And we didn't even do that this trip because, uh, honestly, my daughter is not a big uh uh what roller coaster fan like we i did uh goofy whatever what is the one in magic kingdom you know the the little kid school yeah yeah so we did that one she wasn't a huge fan and then she she did slinky dog with with nancy like early in the day and she came back and was you know did not enjoy it and then later that night, she wanted to do Slinky Dog again. And I'm like, are you sure that you want to do... Like, you did not enjoy it. You don't like roller coasters. <laughs> no, I want to do Slinky Dog. I want to do Slinky Dog. I want to do... And Nancy's like, I'm not doing it. Because she's also not big on roller coasters. And I'm like, okay, I will do it with you. And like, we are in the line. And she's like, I hope Slinky Dog... So I'm like, Slinky Dog will not slow down. He goes the one speed that he goes. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to... No, I don't want to get out of line. I'm like, okay. And about <laughs> so slinky dog is in two parts right you have the you have the first part and then you get to the, like the the little fire rings or whatever and it mm-hmm. stops and then it and it goes again yep uh-huh yeah at that part she was like daddy i changed my mind i want to get off I'm <laughs> like oh kiddo we're we're on it now so you know she's her she survived but not a big not a big roller coaster fan so anyway seven dwarfs mine train was out and uh i and we we didn't do you know we didn't do individual lightning lane for rise either so i don't think that any of the ill stuff is is ta- now, and now that may depend on the season right right if it was busier we might have had to have paid for it but did you do rise yes i did do rise so actually our our uh hollywood studios day nancy took the kids to the frozen show to the beauty and the beast show and i want to say to one of all of that to say that, like, in the time that she was taking the kids to do other things, I was able to go do Rise, I did uh, Tower, and I did Rock and Roller Coaster. So, like, I did everything in Hollywood Studios with the exception of uh, Smuggler's Run, which I would have had time to do as well um, because, like, we didn't we didn't do any park fast because we have small children and Spoiler alert, you don't do parks fast when you have small children no right. matter how badly you want to. But yeah, I could have I we could have I could have easily closed out that park. And that was without a without uh Genie Plus as well. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that was a necessity. But again, it was just the day. And now I I picked what time of day I did it because I saw that sitting at like a ninety minute wait at some at some points, but then I waited and later in the day it dropped to like a 40 minute wait or something like that. And that's when I went and got in line for it and got out in less than 40 minutes. So 
you know, they, they had actually overestimated the wait time. So if you, if you schedule it well, you can still work without Genie Plus, but and and also I was I will say my first day I was really bad at Genie Plus because I wasn't paying attention to my times the way that I should have, you know, knowing remembering that okay, at exactly two hours in, this is gonna open up and paying attention also to, you know, something getting uh going one oh one during my time and that immediately opening me up to pick up another one. Because I hadn't thought about that that was a thing. So so the pretty common complaint with Genie Plus is that you have to be like looking at your phone all day. Did you find that to be a problem? I I don't I wouldn't say I had to look at my phone all day. I mean, any more than, you know, like to look at the tip board to figure out what the wait time was for the next attraction we wanted to go wait for was, but like I knew what my Genie Plus reservations were and I would after after that first day, I would just, you know, I would make a Genie Plus reservation. And then it would tell me you can make your next Genie Plus reservation at this time. And most of the time I was making stuff that was further than two hours out. Sometimes I wasn't. Um, but if I was, you know, then I would just say, hey, dit dot, set, a, set an alarm for, you know, 2.21 p.m. And then I would know that an alarm would go off the next time it was time for me to make a Genie Plus reservation. Otherwise, if it was earlier than that, I just knew after we hit the tap point to go ahead and go in there and make another reservation. So, I mean, I guess you do spend time on your phone, but I would say that I spent less time on my phone than I did when I was doing fast pass plus. Oh, really? Well, because fast pass plus remember I was always working that system. So like I would, if I was in line for something, I was sitting there like refreshing over and over again, seeing because fast pass plus was a lot more, uh, dynamic. Yeah. Than than what this was where I feel like people were moving around a lot more in fast pass plus, so you would see earlier stuff open up and you always had the ability to be more flexible with your fast pass than you did than you do with your genie plus like your genie plus like it's made it's done and there's not really earlier times that are going to open up and all that stuff so i just i didn't feel as much uh what push to try to do that kind of stuff with genie plus so i i think it was easier from a from a time on phone perspective than fast pass plus but your mileage may vary depending on how you use your FastPass Plus, I would say. Okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, uh, I would say that this was a, what, pretty typical visit for us. I, again, I was I was struck time and time again with, like, how long it takes to do things when you have children with you. And I and I only I keep harping on that for those who you know maybe have not visited Disney with kids before, to ju- just remember that you aren't going to get all the things done that you could get done if you didn't have those those you know rugrats with you. Like it's there there are some awesome things about that experience, but it's it's slower to do it, and so <laughs> you have to account for that in your you know in your expectations of of what you can get done. It's, I feel like as long as you set reasonable expectations with that in mind, like you can still have a good time. But I could also see a see a, you know, a way where I'd end up really frustrated because I'm like, oh, we got to do this, 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 this and this. And like it just doesn't happen when you got little legs or you you just end up miserable. Right. Because you're like just running your kids ragged or whatever. And of course, we even had one day where, uh, you know, we had three blowouts in one day. 
and we only brought one change of clothes. So we are now the proud owners of a $30 pair of uh, <laughs> Mickey Mouse shorts. Fortunately, fortunately, the last one we caught early enough that it didn't, you know, didn't ruin everything. <laughs> but, oh, man, that's a that's a trip to do in a in a uh, Disney bathroom as well is, I bet. you know, cleaning, cleaning up from one of those events. And yes, that was TMI. And you're welcome, everybody. But. Uh, if you're if you're a parent, you know that's the that's the reality of things sometimes. Woof, uh, man! But it was a it was a good trip. And the one thing that you know, the of course, the other thing that we could talk about, but I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to ruin it for Jeremy, is Guardians. And I did Guardians twice. I did it in the front. I did it in the back. And the reason I was able to do it twice is because uh, my my daughter also got put in the virtual queue, and she is too short to do it. So. One of the times I went through as my daughter, you know, because I had to pay for her ticket. And so I am okay with <laughs> with going through as her. I will at this point, I will just say that it was very, very good. Um, I did understand better why, you know, so I, I believe we talked about that. I had a friend who had a subpar experience because part of it had was defective on his first ride through. And I now understand, like, if if the if if some things were to go wrong with that ride, it would severely I I feel like pretty severely negatively affect your enjoyment of that ride. But when that ride is on, God, it is so much fun. It is over so quickly, but it is mm. so much fun to ride. Like I, if it didn't take me like an hour to get through that. And yes, that is what it took with the virtual, you know, like walking in from a virtual queue from tapping my band to getting back out. It was about an hour each time I went through. Um, I would have I would have just kept doing it, you know, because I probably could have used my wife's because if you get motion sick, I will say like now she did not write it because I told her not to write it. But I would also tell you if you're the kind of person who gets motion sick you might want to seriously consider whether or not you're going to ride that attraction. And if you are going to ride that attraction, you might want to know where the, where the bags are for that attraction. Because my first time on it, I was a little, a little thrown for a loop, uh, by the, by the way that things, the way that things move in there. Mm. So, uh, you know, I don't get me wrong. It was, it was wonderful and everything, but I can definitely see how it could throw off your, your senses riding that attraction. So that's that's my only worry, but I don't think you don't get motion sick, do you, Jeremy? No, I don't. Okay, good. Then then you're you're good. You're good. Hmm. Uh, but if somebody does, then maybe not. And we'll wait to talk more about Guardians uh, in September, October, no, I don't know. One of those December. One of those Dece- December. December. Really? We got to wait till December. Okay, that's when we'll I get wait back. till the. De- we'll wait till December to talk more about Guardians so that. Uh, we're not spoiling anything for Jeremy because I will say that I I did enjoy going like we all know the basics that the, the like the roller coaster can move separate from the track and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and by the way, that's that's what leads to the motion sickness is roller coaster points you one way and you're going another way down a track like that's very disorienting uh, and you're you're indoors. Right. None of that is a surprise. But the way that they put all that together just works so well. Like you're, I you're gonna love it, dude. I I know that you are. I, I can't so. wait. 
I cannot wait. And I just want to say, I did have to wait a year and a half to talk to you about Rise of the Resistance. So, oh yeah, yeah. No, I I'm not I'm not upset about having to wait. I'm just <laughs> I like like you with Rise of the Resistance. I'm ready for us to be able to just talk about it. You know, I'm just it's it's I'm not upset. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.